0: Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the odds couple.
1: Welcome to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. We're live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper. Check me out, Pritchard'sPicks.com. Joined, as always, by Brett Grant. Together, we are The Odds Couple. Happy Monday. It's
2: good to have you back. How was your weekend? Not as bad as yours. Huh? I think you, got, what? you had to watch some bad baseball in Anaheim. I'm thinking. Or good if you're a Pirates fan. Well, I'm a dog player.
1: I like the pluses. And the Pirates have been the biggest money maker this season. So what do I do? I go to Anaheim. I bet the Angels. So I went to the game Friday night. <laughs> First of all, it was a great weekend. It had nothing to do with the Angels. It was a great weekend because I spent one-on-one father-daughter time with my daughter Skyler, age 10. It was awesome. I mean, couldn't ask for more. Going to Newport Beach, checking out the beach, bike riding on the pier. It cool. was great. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Angels. They are a joke. What say
2: you? Well, you know, we were talking about the game yesterday. They had, they had they lost Friday night. They lose Saturday night. They should have won yesterday. They're up 6-3 in the top of the ninth, and the Pirates come back and score three runs to tie the game. Then they score four, the Pirates do, in the top of the 10th, and the Angels make a comeback in the bottom of the 10th. They end up losing the game 10-9, but it's the fundamentals, and we saw it in the Sunday night game, if anybody stayed up late enough on the... Uh, who might be in the East Coast or Central Time Zone to watch the end of the Cardinal-Rangers Ranger, uh, game. But you mentioned it. The left fielder of the Angels turns a single into a triple uh, in, in in the 10th inning, throws to the wrong base. Uh, they play a ball over the wrong shoulder. The Cardinals shortstop in their game drops a pop-up. The teams are losing because of uh, fundamental easy plays.
1: Well in defense of your Cardinals, I was watching that game last night against the Texas Rangers Wainwright, what a great great mm-hmm. pitcher this guy. I felt bad for him right. because this team, your shortstop b- made made a big big error that cost and uh, we were Facebooking each other and right. I said, listen errors oftentimes will cost you the game and ultimately it costs the Cardinals the game but the Cardinals are the exception the angels. They're the rule. They will find a way to lose. The Cardinals. Fact is, numbers-wise, they are the no team in all of baseball has fewer errors than the Cardinals. I think 29, 30 errors for the entire season. So that's is somewhat of an anomaly. Whereas for the Angels, it's just another game for them. You talked about Chuck, the left fielder. I have a couple of bones of contention with the Angels. First of all, if you're the Chicago Cubs. The bar is pretty low. We don't expect much. But if you're the <laughs> Los Angeles Angels, all right, based on their payroll and based on the fact they're in Southern California, you're supposed to actually be competitive. They have been a joke for the past three years. I'm calling out the manager. I'm the only one on the planet to call out the manager. What has this guy done since 2003? Here's a question. Call me crazy. But yesterday, Josh Hamilton not playing, not in the lineup. I, that's fine. Didn't play Friday, Saturday. Now, not playing yesterday, but in the ninth inning, you're up three, six to three. Angels. The right fielder is Josh Hamilton. I'm thinking, why? D- am I missing something? Did I miss the memo that this guy's a great defensive player? He's a he's a clown in the outfield. He's there to hit the ball. But I'm thinking, why is he playing in the ninth inning? It's six three. Angels up. They gave the lead away. Now it's six six. And so now Josh Hamilton is going to lead off the bottom of the ninth. I'm thinking, wow, this manager for the Angels, talk about foresight. But then what does he do? He pinch hits for the guy. I'm thinking,
2: why did he do that?
1: Harris, who as bad as Hamilton has been, $125 million man batting like 205, you put in Harris in of course, predictable situation he doesn't do squat, but why would you put Hamilton in the game period?
2: well, I think they were they were shorthanded because Peter board just got injured right earlier in the game and they had to move then trout to center field and then they had to put in shuck and I think they were short an outfielder there, so Hamilton's not an awful outfielder. his effort lacks at times <laughs> right. and that's what makes him average in in the field if he brings his effort I'm not sure where his, where his head is right now. Uh, a little different, but I thought that was rather okay. You're bringing in Hamilton, okay. Now none of the, none of the Angels' problems in the top of the ninth were because of Hamilton. They all went to the left field, right. and it was uh, you know issues over there. The ball over the head of that was when the ball went over the head of Shuck that tied the game. And it would have just been a well, and actually, the base hit. The base hit that went by him for three runs that was in the tenth, right? Yes, okay, yes, that is correct. To so make sure I got this, this right. sequence correct, um, but it, on the other side of it, yeah, you're right. Why are we pinch why do we bring him in a game if we're not gonna let the guy we spent twenty five million dollars on to swing Gonna swing the bat. Now they did have a lefty lefty matchup more than likely, and that's why they made that move. And and I'm left-handed, and I can strike out Josh Hamilton. There's no <laughs> question. The bigger issue is, can I throw the ball sixty feet six inches? If I can, <laughs> Hamilton will swing at it.
1: You don't have to because you can throw doesn't it 58 feet in the dirt. He's still swinging and exactly. missing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't.
2: You're right. It doesn't matter.
1: But Shuck, I want to address this guy. And first of all, Shuck has been a very good hitter. He's been good. He was in the starting lineup yesterday, and he did right? a good job. But in the ninth, the game's on the Line and it's on the closer. He only blew one save the entire year, but with a three-run lead in the ninth inning, the worst thing you do, you don't walk guys. But then McCutcheon didn't even play in the game, so I mean, but he came in and pinch hit late. Right. Marte came through. This Pirates team, we talked about them on Friday. I know you were on the Pirates plus 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 Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yes. congratulations Thank on you. that. But I I call people out because uh, last night and again today, I've had no less than three people tell me what you told me. That they were on the pirates. It's like, wow, that's interesting. I saw you on Friday. You didn't say squat about being on the pirates.
2: See, I didn't see you Friday. Every well, or we
1: talked on, we talked. Or we talked. I was on the show. <laughs> I was on the phone. <laughs> but we were we weren't talking but, about the. But the question is, it's not you. I'm talking about my cronies because <laughs> okay. it's like, listen, don't ever talk to me about something that's already happened. All right. Right. Because if the pirates lost all three games, you wouldn't even be telling me that they that you had them for those three games. Now, I'm not talking about you because right. you're honorable. But my circle of friends. Not always the case.
2: Uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Many of them have been guests on the show. By the way, they have. The <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know, the interesting thing about the pirates, you know, the Cardinals have the best record in baseball. Still, you keep telling me it's not going to happen. It might not after tomorrow, because the pirates I said three
1: are three weeks. have only it's only been two. I, okay,
2: well, the, the pirates are one game behind the Cardinals, and the Reds are uh, two games behind the Pirates. So the the team, the best three teams in baseball, are in the National League Central with the Cardinals, the Pirates, and the Reds. If the Pirates were in any other division in baseball, they would be in first place. My question is, I guess, from a value standpoint and from an odds-maker standpoint, are they not being undervalued still? Because, I mean, here they are. They're 45 and 32. What more? I mean, we're more than, a, what, a third of the way through the season. We played 75, 76, 77 games. We're nearly halfway through the season. And they're dog, dog, dog. Against an Angels team, that's what? The Angels are ten games under five hundred. Why are the odds makers not making an adjustment in that regard with regards to the Pirates? The odds makers
1: are simply saying and I actually was buying it but but no more. Okay. I'm done right. with my Angels stock. Okay. I, I don't want to go broke betting on Josh Hamilton not going to happen okay next time i go to angel stadium i tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to balance the scale try to get back a couple thousand dollars that i lost this weekend i had the over on friday night and lost by a half a run so that did not feel well i was on jared weaver minus the juice i'm a dog player i go see games i feel the need to lay the lumber cash the ticket and I lose. Next time I go to Anaheim Stadium, next time I go to the Big A, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get back. I'm going to start gen- just slowly trying to get my money back. I'm going to buy $5 bleacher tickets and I'm going to sit in a $150 seat. I'll show them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and eat the hot dogs instead of wagering on the game. Never. Just I respect my money.
1: I respect my okay. money. I never eat stadium food, I never eat at the theater. And, again, I'm buying bleacher seats for 5 bucks, and I'll sit in very expensive seats to try to get my money back because every Tom, Dick, and Harry is paying Josh Hamilton's
2: salary to watch him not hit the ball. Yeah. Now, back to the Pirates, over real quick. Here, If the playoffs started today, let's say today was the end of the regular season, the Pirates and the Reds have a six-game lead on the Giants for the wild card spot. Here's the interesting thing. The Kansas City Royals are closer to the playoffs than the World Champion San Francisco Giants are closer to the playoffs. Uh, and when you look at the Pirates team, the Pirates really, really—I mean—we we see the second half collapse quite a bit. I don't necessarily see it with the Pirates as much as they have a lot of very good young pitching. And they have some—they have some hitters to to help Andrew McCutcheon as well. Uh, guys like Russell Martin, Marte—that you're talking Alvarez, about Alvarez, Alvarez, a very good. Mercer at shortstop's been swinging the bat pretty well. Had a nice weekend uh, in uh, in Anaheim. Um, I think the Pirates are for real. At least I think they're going to be playing some meaningful games come September.
1: Well, again, what's interesting here is you have to look at it from a day-to-day standpoint, or are you talking about postseason? And the reason I say that is because um, you have perhaps three of the best teams in all of baseball all within the same division. So you want to obviously win your division as opposed to having to play an extra game even to get into the playoffs as an extra wild card team. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the fact – today, you have to say, not me, but you have to say that they've been undervalued because we know they've been a cash cow, but timing is everything. I'm not convinced today is the day to be on the Pirates knowing that they are 45 and 32. And yes, they continue to be a dog. I think the odds makers had it right. I really do. I give the Pirates credit, but you're talking about a team that is better Or not as good. They're not as good as their record, and the Angels are better than their record. That's why Angels at home, interleague, the Pirates are going to have to bring an extra bat, and it took a fluke for the Pirates to win yesterday. They scored seven runs in the last two innings. The closer for the Angels did not get it done. A 6-3 lead in the ninth inning. They have to find a way to close the game. Mike Trout, as good as he is, I'm calling him out. Mike Trout is the man. But a couple of things. You know what? I just just thought of this. I'm glad that we're talking about this. Because Mike Trout, I've seen him fall asleep after hitting a double. He's been picked off second base. I've seen him make the outstanding play in center field, left field. Friday night he did the same thing. And that's what cost me my total. It was a run. He they made a. Great catch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was the difference. I, That's the, the difference. I think I had that total as well. So you had the over, so you know. So you lost by a half run like me. Misery loves so Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard. Th- you told me seven times now. I, I had mean, the Angels, by the yeah, way. Friday did I night, mention Friday I had the Angels and lost? Yeah, I had the Pirates. You had the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike Trout, here I'm starting to think that you care more about the Angels winning than the Angels. I'm, I'm telling you. I I'm, agree, I'm you serious. Here's what I saw yesterday. The Angels, up 6-3 in the ninth. They just, now they're down 10-6 in the 10th. They're down 10-6. And what do I see? Mike Trout is in center field, hobnobbing with Shuck, the two goats in this game. And they're laughing, joking, smiling. I'm convinced you, the sports better, care more about if they win or lose than if they do. Because if we lose, we don't get paid. In fact, we lose money. But they're getting paid regardless. Right. It doesn't bode well. I don't like that. I don't like what I'm seeing with Mike Trout. As good as he is, he misplayed the ball in the tenth inning that started the four run rally or the yeah, the four right. run rally for the Pirates. And then he's also the guy who chased and struck out with guys on second and third to well, end
2: the game. Trout Trout <laughs> was batting second yesterday. Pulos third. Trumbo fourth, a combined 0-for-15 in the game. And if you throw in Josh Hamilton, not at bat. So you take the four biggest stars on the Angels, they were 0-for the game yesterday. And it hasn't been a great year, obviously, for Poulos and only 258. Trumbo's been pretty good, but his average is down to 253. He's been struggling lately. Trout is still hitting over 300. But you're right. Uh, it's the bottom of that order from uh, Kendrick and Kiaspo. Those guys... Uh, they're the, they're the ones that are getting the team running around and doing, and, and the bottom of that order is doing a good job. I like them.
1: Trout. I like Kendrick. But I'm also saying that I didn't go to the game yesterday. I drove back to Vegas right. as opposed to going to that game. I mean, I expect to see the Keystone Cops play when I see the Cubs play. Just not used to seeing it when I played the Angels. And this manager, why does he get, why is he off the hook? No one ever calls this guy out. Never calls him out. You can't fire the team. You can fire the hitting coach like they did right. last year, all right? But ultimately, it's on his shoulders, well, I, I know biggest, he's a popular uh, guy. He's a likable guy. But how about winning a game or two? How about and that? And you have
2: to be over five hundred at home. You have to dominate at home. They're 20 and 23 at home are the Angels at home. I have to correct myself. I gave you the wrong stat for the Pirates. They're actually 46 and 30 on the year. It's the Reds. 16 that are, games 16 over. games over 500. It's the Reds that are 45 and 32. I was looking at the wrong thing. But the Pirates, as we talked about on, a little bit, maybe on Thursday or Friday, if you're a good team in baseball, you're, you are dominate at home and you are at, at least 500 or better on the road. The Pirates, Pirates team after the sweep now, 21 and 17 on the road and very good at home, 12 games over 500. They're, they're not a mystery in that regard. They're winning on the road. They're winning at home. Uh, and the Angels... They're, they're like, you know, they can't win at home, and they get killed on the road. They're like here's, a possum. Here's the concern.
1: We talk about you can't fire the team, you can only fire the manager, but the manager for the Angels, I, I look at how do you determine if the guy is doing his job or not. I look for undiscipline. Mm-hmm. That's why the Raiders never have, have never had a good coach because they lack discipline. A, Brady's teams, they don't turn the ball over generally, and they don't, or a Belichick, they don't turn the ball over. They don't beat themselves. They don't have a lot of penalties. Like the guy right. from is it Mike Smith the coach for the Atlanta Falcons yeah. they led the league they set the the league record in the history of the fewest penalty yards i love predictability i love i know what i'm getting with the atlanta falcons they're not a sexy team they don't beat themselves the reason joe flacco and the ravens won the super bowl don't kid yourself They didn't match up well against the Broncos. They won. Didn't match up well against the Pats. They won. They were a dog in the Super Bowl. They won. Why? They didn't beat themselves. Joe Flacco, average quarterback. All right, a good quarterback. Not a great quarterback, but he did one thing. He did not turn the ball over. I look at this Angels team, and they're making blunders. They're making mental mistakes. They're undisciplined. They have talent. They're not... And you talked about the big guns, 0 for 15 yesterday. Now that I think about it, the next time I go, if I paid five dollars, five dollars to watch the Angels play, I would ask
2: for my money back. Right, I would. Well, my fantasy team had a bad day yesterday because Pujols and Trout, or I should say Pujols and Trumbo, are two of our guys. So it was a bad day for me. Thinking it's it's every every Sunday these guys don't perform, and it seems to be on Sunday now to go 0 for 15 those three guys, and lose a game 10-9. to 9. I mean, they didn't lose one-nothing. They lost 10-9, to 9, and those three guys were 0 for 15, and Hamilton basically didn't, didn't play. So you take their four biggest guys, and the other guys scored nine runs. Now, if I'm Mike Sochi, I'm thinking, you know what? All four of those guys need a day off. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else go out and play. I got nine runs without those guys. Maybe get. That's the one thing they don't do in the big sports as much. You'll see it in hockey occasionally, not very much. But they're never—they're always afraid of sitting their guy down or embarrassing them by dropping them in the order. And it's—it's it's what's best for the team. I mean, I'll give Socia credit. The last—I don't, as far as I know, Hamilton's not hurt. He's been out of the lineup. I'll give Socia credit. He has not been performing. I'm taking him out of the lineup and putting somebody else in there who might be able to get the job done. Maybe that'll get Josh Hamilton's attention. You don't see that in the NBA or in other sports necessarily. You're not going to put Tom Brady on the bench because he had a couple bad weeks in a row and do that. You'll do it to Tim Tebow, but you won't do it to a superstar quarterback.
1: Peter Borges, the center fielder for the Los Angeles Angels. I'm at the game Friday night sitting behind home plate. The guy's making over a million dollars a year, a routine pop-up. To center field, no sun, He he lost the ball. I mean, little league baseball right. players are more exciting to watch than this Los Angeles Angels baseball team. It's I'm a high you. sky there. In is that what it is? I is think that, they the saw is that the excuse? Is that the story? Some Disney balloons flying over. <laughs>
2: look at that! There's comes. It's the. Now that you mention it, there a was a blimp.
1: blimp. No wait, that was me. <laughs> there there was a blimp.
2: <laughs> there was an over. So maybe that. Well, you look at. Let's look at a perfect example last year of a coach who could not put down a starter that needed to be put down. It almost sounded like a, 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 guy, a horse trainer needs to put down his horse. But Mark Sanchez should have been put down last year. And, he, it, it, and we went through week after week after week after week watching Mark Sanchez go 9 for 26 with three turnovers and 85 yards passing. And they would not make a change, it, whether it was DeMacaroy. And they finally did after what, week 15 or something. By the time the Jets' season was long gone, They showed way too much loyalty to some of these guys. And I think the coaches, they're putting their own careers in precarious situations because they're holding on to a loyal player that's not performing anymore. They've got to be more, a little more cutthroat with that.
1: I don't think the Jets had any choice. As I mean, Mark Sanchez might have been the worst starting quarterback in all of football, but if Tim Tebow is your backup quarterback, you have no backup quarterback.
2: Well, they went to, they, they skipped over him and went to Macquarie. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. They tried 800 quarterbacks <laughs> last year. They all sucked, but at least they tried. I mean, the Jets kept going to the same guy over and over and over again. That, that makes no sense to me. You know, the definition of what? Of... It, insanity. See, insanity is do the same thing over and over. That's what Rex Expecting Ryan was different doing, results. right? At least right. Ken Wisenhunt at Arizona was going, "All right, you suck, Kevin Cobb, you suck, Jay Skelton, you suck." What's that guy from San Diego State, Lindsay? You suck. I'm just going to keep throwing guys in there. Can the garbage man throw anybody? Hand off hand the ball. I just think you got to try some stuff, especially because who's the, like you said, who's getting fired? It's going to be the coach, so, unless
1: you're the manager. Of the Angels, and then you right. just get a free ride, a free pass. No one ever calls this guy out. I'm it, calling it, him out. I've be, been um, calling him out. I'm going to keep calling him out.
2: They've got to start turning around pretty quick. I mean, you're 10 games under 500 with probably the second or third highest payroll in baseball. You have talent. Those results. Artie Moreno cannot have that much patience.
1: The Dodgers, as pathetic as they have been. We broadcast their games here on the network, but I'm telling you. They're just as, as bad. But but at least they've had some injuries. So, I mean, but the They're Angels. they now. Well yeah, still but still, <laughs> okay. still they're also
2: ten games under
1: five hundred. But the Angels have been healthy, with the right. exception of Jared Weaver. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Friday night, tracking the game. Jared Weaver. I've
2: gone on regularly, <laughs> I'm a beweaver. Well, I am a non beweaver. My my kids yelled at me because I said, Jared, I'm a beweaver and they go, Dad, that's horrible.
1: Dad, <laughs> that's he, bad. That's so
2: corny. Doing? Wait. And you said, That's not me, it's Scott. It's Scott, yeah. <laughs> Great. So pass good. the buck.
1: I, 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 I told him I'd be weaved that the angels were going to lose. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he is, his fastball, eighty four, eighty five miles an hour Friday night. His off pitch, his off speed,
2: twelve, thirteen miles an hour. Yeah, uh, a little better.
1: Seventy four, yeah. seventy. Idea. He wasn't
2: fooling anyone. Right. He got hammered.
1: He got rocked. <laughs> he came back and, and won his first game. And I was on him. But man, I bet him on Friday night. Just not not happy. It was a bad. I'm telling you, the guy's not the same pitcher. I mean, you. Coming off the DL it's going to take some time, perhaps, but 85 miles, no velocity. I mean, the Pirates, a National League team, to go on the road and just stick it to this team. Mm-hmm. And no defense, no coaching, bullpen, are you kidding me? Seven runs and you are up three runs in the ninth inning! Oops. Well, the Pirates almost blew a four-run lead in the, in the tenth. Well, and they should have. They yeah. actually—I mean— but again, you've got guys swinging. It was 3-2 pitch to the leadoff man in that inning, and he he chased ball four, swinging and missing. It's like, really? Are you kidding? Hey, you need base runners. You're not going to hit a four-run a four run home run
2: right. as a leadoff man. He was swinging for the fences, that's for sure.
1: You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Scott Pritchard, professional sports better handicapper, featured all over my own site, PritchardsPicks.com. Check it out. Some of the information is free. Some of it you do have to pay for. I'm doing a sports betting seminar How to Bet Football and Win. Opening weekend of football. It's Friday, September 6th. Harris Hotel Casino on the Strip, Las Vegas. Go to PritchardsPicks.com. Receive a big fat discount. I'm joined by Brett Grant, the GM here at KSHP. Together, we are the Odds Couple. Live, worldwide. Vegas Video Network Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A. I'm having fun. What say you? I
2: say the same thing. I'm having fun. We should let people know next week we're on vacation our right? whole, your whole life is a vacation we're va- we are on vacation well
1: all right we're gonna it's give the sports so books know, a, we're, July we're still not gonna give the sports books a break we'll still be betting on a day-to-day Probably. basis but well, it depends on where we are
2: where, where are you going to be i have no idea yet i might be in anaheim
1: because the cardinals right? are there yeah right on
2: yeah, so I can wear red and nobody will shoot me because I'm actually wearing Angel's colors. I'll be good to go. No, I'm kidding.
1: You know, okay. my, my buddy Anthony Padilla makes me laugh because only he could go to his home stadium fan base team, the Arizona Cardinals for football, and wear an Arizona... Cardinal jersey and get heckled. He ended up stuck in the San Francisco 49er section, and they were heckling him the entire time. Only Anthony Padilla.
2: I, I, I have a funny story. Back when the, uh, the Western Athletic Conference, when the UNLV was a member of the WAC, right. we used to have the WAC championship game at San Boyd Stadium. So I got a bunch of tickets to the game, and I went with all of my hockey buddies, who are basically professional drinkers. right? So we got our flask. It's the middle of December. It's cold. It's BYU and Air Force, and we are having fun. We're in Las Vegas. It's probably 19... 19- Ninety-seven or eight, when I just moved to town, and here we are sitting with the in the BYU student section, <laughs> and we are drinking. Like Great. We got the dirtiest looks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was fun though. Good time. I bet you know. I
1: it reminded me Brett of when I was in Oakland on a Monday night, and I had a big bet on the Broncos. But it was cold, Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, November, cold. I'm wearing my black leather jacket, my black stocking cap, and. I've got the Broncos. I'm pulling for the Broncos, but I'm standing in the walkway at about the 35-yard line, and beer was spilled on me intentionally because I thought I was a Raider fan. Black hat, black leather jacket. My buddy Steve, who was the NFL draft expert guy, you know, the guy I asked a question, he talked for 15 minutes? I I remember that guy. (laughs) He's a great nap. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 we were in Oakland to see the Raiders play the Jets. And he's a diehard Jets fan because he's from New York. And he was so proud to wear his Vinny Testaverde green right. Jets jersey. I said, listen, you're going to get shot. You're going to get stabbed. Do not wear the... I- I- he said, right. no, man, I'm proud. It's Jets. It's- I said, no, man. They check you for Weapons. You can't. You can, but I'm not going to sit with you. So he covered up his jersey. It's a good thing. That, right. the, that's the most hostile Oh, it's crowd. tough place. Yeah. Oakland.
2: Raiders. No question. No question. The,
1: the fans, I don't know who has less discipline. The fans? We don't expect them to have discipline,
2: but I think they have more discipline than the team. The Raiders. Yeah, the team. Their commitment to penalties. They changed that logo. <laughs> it says commitment to penalties. Down there at the bottom. And, and they, they probably have set the record for most coaches ever. They just fire guys left and right. It's so a, if Mike Socia wants job security, that'd be the last place to go over there. Would be to, no to doubt. No yeah. doubt.
1: You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. The studio line is open, 702-221-7283. Live chat up and running. Again, the studio number is 702-221-7283. You want to talk sports, sports betting. Doc, heading west,
2: what say you? Well, and I... I they worked out it. They traded their coach. I haven't, don't recall hearing that. It sounds very Charleston Chiefs slap shat-ish. We're we're trading the coach. I mean, what if Boston didn't? I mean, obviously Boston wanted to get some compensation back out of them, and they did. They'll get a draft pick. And I guess what was holding up all this was they were giving active players for a coach, and they couldn't. The league said, no, no, we're not going to give you a player. Uh, you for a coach. David Stern just yeah. makes it up as he goes pretty along. Pretty much, pretty much. But they finally worked out the uh, contract. It was going to be a draft pick, I think, next year uh, or 2015, I guess, in the in the. Uh, NBA draft is what it's going to be. But the question is, the Clippers are doing this, obviously, on the come, saying, okay, we got Doc Rivers. Now, Chris Paul, you have to stay because we just went and got Doc Rivers. So I'm assuming that when these negotiations were happening, that the Clippers were, is this okay, Chris? Is this okay, CP3, if we do this for you? Are you going to be a good boy and sign a contract with us? I mean, this again, this the kowtowing to the superstars. Uh, and that's sure that's what this is all about. Chris Paul says, I will stay. You get Doc Rivers to be our coach. I'll stay.
1: I guarantee you're right. He's even admitted to the fact that he loves Doc Rivers. But this is the same crybaby, whiner, who's saying, I had nothing to do with Vinny Del Negro getting fired. Yes, you did. You are the coach. You're not fooling anybody. Doc Rivers... A media darling. Everyone loves Doc Rivers. Is he a great coach? No. He's an average coach. The guy had no experience whatsoever. I actually heard the media. The win total for the Celtics, the first year that Doc Rivers took over, the win total was over under 30. Now, the year before, they didn't win many games. But the media, I actually heard a media guy say this after they voted Doc Rivers, former media guy, by the way, coach of the year. a lot of people didn't think the Celtics would win seven or eight games this entire season. This is a media person, an NBA expert, saying something so irresponsible when, in essence, in Vegas, the over-under for total wins for Doc Rivers' Celtics was 30. So is he a good coach? Probably. A great coach? Not even close. He's a media darling. He's likable. He's a players' coach. Won NBA championship, but come on. During the prime, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce... And some guy named Ray Allen. Pretty good players. Outstanding, Outstanding players. Players. So them. to to really go out of your way, and, and
2: you know, you say a draft pick, but it's a first-round draft right. pick. That is a big, big deal. Well, the Clippers, assuming the Clippers are going to be good, it'll be a, a low first-round draft pick. It won't be an upper first-round back draft pick. It's too much. I think it's too much.
1: And I realize he's popular, and I realize Los Angeles. We broadcast the Clipper games, but if you're going to put your money on Doc Rivers, you might as well move to Vegas and bet WNBA basketball. we got find some
2: more Enigma-type type teams to, to broadcast. we got the Dodgers. we got the Clippers. Who else can we get? Should I go get the Jets? Do you Why think not? We well, how about
1: the Patriots now? They've got... Uh, a Ray Lewis wannabe with Aaron Hernandez now up on uh, some charges. Yeah, I was gonna, we're going to say that. Char- has
2: he been charged yet? Not, not yet. But boy,
1: talk about non-compliance. Something about here. To my attorney, here, here's my cell phone. I'm being very compliant. Oh, it's in hundred pieces. Sorry. I, oh, my surveillance.
2: Stop. Ah, it's been trashed. But I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. And where, Ray Lewis, where is that blood-stained mink? coat that you had that we never did find. I was in the dumpster, long way away. Amazing. My brothers were down the street that night. It was when the Cardinals and the Rams had won the Super Bowl
0: uh, I was, against
2: the Tennessee Titans. They were there in that, what was it called, the Bucktown area, I guess it was, okay. in that neck of the woods, it w- and not very far away from where this all happened, at about that time of the night, too, because everybody was celebrating after the Super Bowl was over. So I
1: was there. I was there for the Super Bowl, but I was
2: sound asleep. I had nothing to do with this. Yep. I
1: didn't do it. I swear. And besides, you can't prove a thing.
2: I think it was the he was wearing a white tuxedo. I think that's what it was. That's what a it white was. suit, or white suit. Yeah, no, like it was a yeah.
1: white blood-soaked, stained tuxedo that no one has that mysteriously disappeared.
2: He would have gotten the make coat cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just saying.
1: But that guy can dance. That Ray Lewis. I'm, I'm telling sure you, that can. guy
2: can dance. Well, especially around charges of murder. <laughs> it's pretty good dancing. Let me. Well, let me we have a, a live chat question. Let me great. throw this at you. Um, This is from a good friend, Blake, who says, have you given any thought towards NFL futures and or over-under win totals yet, or do you prefer to wait and see how the training camp and preseason plays out?
1: Good question, Blake. We enjoy hearing from you. I wonder if that's my buddy Blake from Boca Raton, Florida, if it is. Hello, Blake. If not, hello, strange man who's live chatting us on a Monday in Sin City. The question is in regards to NFL futures, total wins, over-under, I have to say that it's never too early to look for value. I don't like tying up my money for an entire game, three hours. So that's why I bet the first half or I bet the first five innings of a baseball game. But value is value is value. I'm going to, I don't usually talk about this until after all my bets have been down. But there is a team in the NFL this year that I like, a long shot, a long shot team. I'm about value. All this team has to do, make the playoffs, and you're going to, cash and make some good money. When betting futures for NFL football, you the first thing you want to look at is, does this team have talent? That's helpful. Probably <laughs> more important than that, I mean this, probably Absolutely. more important than this is schedule. Okay. Ideally, if you're going to bet a team, I never bet a team to win the Super Bowl, I bet a team to win the conference, because in the conference championship game, anyone can win a Super Bowl, just get there. But a conference championship game is where you want to bet you want to find a team with a very favorable schedule the nfl has it asked backwards they reward negative behavior if you were bad last year they reward you with a favorable schedule the next year so it's kind of a zigzag Last year, you know, I had the Patriots at 5-1 to, to win the AFC Conference Championship. They were in the championship game. The rest is history. I'm a big fat nine-point favorite, plus three to one on the money line, minus four to one. So if you're having five to one on the Patriots, plus three to one on the Ravens, life is good. You want to deal with pluses. This year, I'm looking at a long shot team in the conference championship game. All this team has to do when you're getting 25 to 30 to 1 odds, make the playoffs. You have to see it before it happens. This team. Kansas City Chiefs. They won two games last year. They had the number one pick. They they built this team, this current team, through the draft, but they also were very aggressive during the offseason. Alex Smith, 20 and 6 record for the San Francisco 49ers. Do you think this guy has a chip on his shoulder? Andy Reid, okay, run out of Philadelphia after going to five NFC Conference Championship games. Do you think this guy has a chip on his shoulder? This is a marriage, a beautiful marriage. Andy Reid Alex Smith, Jamal Charles, stud horse running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, favorable schedule. You get to play the Chargers. Philip Rivers. Are you kidding? You get to play them twice. You get to play the overhyped, overrated, just lose baby Raiders twice a year. And if you can defend your home field, you're going to split with the Denver Broncos. So five and one division record. Their non-division schedule very favorable. Week one, they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's one of their right. road games, and Kansas City's favored. Imagine being two. but you're on the road, your first game, and you're favored. That should tell you something. So 25-30-1 to to win the AFC Conference Championship, the Kansas City Chiefs because great running game, good offensive line, a really good quarterback who has a chip on his shoulder, the West Coast offense with Andy Reid. This team is going to be much, much improved. All they have to do, make the playoffs, and if lightning strikes and the Broncos should stumble, I mean, the Broncos are the best team in the afc i get that ideally i want a team that has a favorable schedule has talent i want them to be seated one two three or four but the chiefs seated fifth or sixth, at 25 30 to one value the chiefs baby
2: that is the long shot play of the day well some great information obviously when you have Jamal Charles is your running back, very good. You've got uh, the number one draft pick, the offensive lineman, and Luke Jokel who's going to be very good for them. You have some very good receivers in what in Bo and and uh, and some and, and uh, Alex Smith and Andy Reid. You're, you're right. You bring up some great points, and it happens every year. You know, when the Rams won that Super Bowl the year before, they had won three or four games and four went and on twelve, and they went on to win the win the Super Bowl with the greatest show on turf. But and there's been a stretch in the NFC South and I think it just ended last year, where the team that had finished in last place had won that division for the following year like five or six years in a row. So all of a sudden, Tampa's terrible. The next year, they win it. Then Carolina's terrible. The next year, they won it. Then it's Atlanta, bad. Then they then they win it. Then the Saints. Now it's been Atlanta uh, and New Orleans near the top. But again, the Saints, what about a team like the Saints that had a lot of adversity last year? Now Sean Payton is back. I'm not sure what the value is on that particular team or what their schedule looks like. But there are... Opportunities out there for teams. I think you bring up a great point with the Chiefs.
1: You talk about, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I share this information at my sports betting seminars mm-hmm. at Harris. And again, it's all documented, archived. This past year, I talked about the New England Patriots because, again, I bet teams, but I bet numbers. I can make an argument for any team if I get the the right number. in Kansas City at 25-30-1 to, to win the AFC, I understand the Broncos are the best team and they're in the same division, but they're just an injury away. Right. And you can say that about any team. I get that. Injuries are unforeseen, but how many times does a big, fat favorite stay the big, fat favorite during the course of a 16-game season? If lightning strikes and Manning goes down or the, the Broncos just stumble, Kansas City slides in as one of the top four seeds. So my point is they won two games. Last year, I'm saying they're going to be considerably better. Right. Twenty-five to thirty-one. I'm taking a shot. You should consider it as well. I do want to talk about the Saints, but go ahead.
2: Well, what do you what do you take in the AFC this year? How many wins will it take for the Chiefs to make the playoffs? Is nine wins enough? They need to get to ten.
1: I think nine is fine. I think, think nine. nine and seven I think nine
2: could get you in. Okay. Nine and
1: seven. So you're talking about a seven-game improvement with a favorable schedule, a hungry upset team. They have proven winners, and then you also have a distinct home field advantage. There's nothing, There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. Lots of good barbecue. Exactly. So, I mean, they attract the fans. Big now, crowd. you talk about the New Orleans Saints, the fact, kind of a zigzag. I mean, they str- right. struggled this year without Sean Payton. Will they come back strong? I say yes, but the problem has been the Atlanta Falcons. They had right. one weakness. Well, actually, their defense is horrendous. But on offense, they had they have so many weapons. The, the problem with the Saints, the Falcons, their arch enemy, They have gotten better. Steven Jackson. Great. uh, They replaced Michael Turner. Michael Turner has been a bust the past two years, and yet they came within an eyelash, a fourth-down conversion of going to the Super Bowl this year, and they're better this year. We talked about the Miami Heat as good as they were last year. They're better this year, and they won the NBA title. Granted, it was a dogfight, tough to beat the best team in basketball four times in a seven-game series. So while I like the Saints, they'll be improved – I'm not convinced that they will knock off the Atlanta Falcons because Atlanta's better with the acquisition of Steven Jackson. They also picked up and improved defensively. Of course,
2: they couldn't be any worse than they were a year ago. Yeah, they struggled. But back to the Chiefs, you talk about their non division games. They've got Jacksonville to open the season on the road, as you mentioned. They host Dallas at Philadelphia. Uh, they get the Giants. They get Tennessee. They also play Houston and Cleveland. Uh, there's, there's some, they play wide. So they basically play in the NFC East, that whole division. So they'll get the Cardinals. They'll get uh, they'll get all that good stuff.
1: But they're also Under. playing Jacksonville. They're right. playing Tennessee. Probably the Colts in Houston would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But you Spurs have to look hard. at and uh, the Denver. Their schedule is comparable as well. But again, twenty five thirty to one. I'll take a shot.
2: What about a team that was an upstart team a year ago, and with the number one pick and Andrew Luck? What about the Indianapolis Colts? Do you think them that team that made the playoffs was very improved? They outscored a lot of teams, didn't have a great defense. They had a lot of young guys who rose up. Is there a little bit of a sophomore bounce for some of those guys?
1: I think so. I I think you have to define sophomore bounce. I call it a jinx. And I think, the two, I mean, they're in a weak division. They, they play outside right. of Houston. They play Tennessee and they play Jacksonville. Right. But this uh, Andrew Luck guy is a, a bit of a fraud. I mean, I'm talking about the media loves this guy. We're talking about a guy who completed 54%. Fifty four percent of his passes. And yes, I get it. It's a feel good story. They were horrific the year before. But the fact is he came from behind game and game game in, game out. But there's a reason for that. He was inept up until the fourth quarter where they had to make plays. I give him credit, a rookie, we don't expect a whole lot, but it's like they, they make it sound like this guy's the second coming of Christ, for Christ's sake. I say The Colts are a good team, but I'm not convinced this is the time to be on them. Last year was the time to be on the Colts, much like this year's Kansas City team,
2: to me, will be last year's Colts team. Well, its is, its is, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, they were 10-6, made the playoffs, lost there. I think Andrew Luck's pretty darn good. The one thing I like about him is the fact that 54%. He's, he's got great 54%. courage. Yeah, but did, again, it was a bad team that he made a lot better. But to me, I love his courage in the pocket. He's a guy who'll stand in the pocket, and all of a sudden you think it's, it's gone, and here comes the ball out of there. I think he'll be an excellent quarterback, and I think he'll have a much longer career than the other guy in Robert Griffin III, just because of the style of the play.
1: I I agree with you, Brett. I think long-term he's going to be a can't-miss. Right. But to crown him as so good and this and that, and like he had everything to do with them improving. They were not as bad as the record from two years ago. They certainly weren't as good. I mean, they had their asses handed to them in the playoffs. And so I look at this team, and I look at numbers. I mean, Matt Ryan... 70 percent peyton manning 70 percent right. tom brady 70 percent this guy 54 percent
2: not the same offensive line or receivers yet look look at who he's throwing to versus who matt ryan's throwing to and julio jones and roddy white and tony gonzalez you know those guys are are all pro guys whereas the colts were throwing to guys who are basically rookies as well i think you got to give them a little bit of a slack i mean just from the standpoint of first of all, all rookies got i mean Troy Aikman won, what, one game as a rookie. Peyton Manning won one or two games as a rookie. This guy won 10 with similar talent around those guys. So I, I think it's a little early to to get too down on him.
1: You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network. Let's bring in the big, bad wheel. NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Game 6. Three games to two. Blackhawks leading the Boston Bruins. Boston at home, a buck-30 favorite. We're going to have to make an argument. The objective sports better, professional sports better bets with their head, never their heart. Who am I arguing for? You got the home team. Boston Bruins. Wow, I think 30 cents. I mean, I'm a dog player, but 30 cents is cheap. Boston, forget the fact they're down 3-2. I think they are the better team. These are not my words. Dink, my buddy Dink, from the movie *Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis. As Dink told me before the series started, he's a big hockey guru, and I'm smart enough to know that I'm not very smart when it comes to hockey, so I go to people who... Are well versed. I think thirty cents is cheap. They have their backs against the roll, the wall. They have the best goalie on the planet. They are at home. Boston minus thirty cents. See the cashier.
2: Well, on the other side, game five. I sent you the stat last night. Since 1939, in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, the series has been tied 2-2 23 times. In the previous 22 meetings, the team that won game five is 15 and seven in Game 6, by what, 68% I think that is. I thought it would be more dominant than that. I did, too. I, I thought it would be more like 80-something percent. So the, the team that's lost Game 5 has come back and actually won the series seven times with facing elimination. So the Bruins aren't certainly a team that's out of it. They are getting a little bit healthy. The Blackhawks on the other side, I think they played a very, very good game in Game 5. They got back to uh, you know, both teams had that, we had that 6-5 thriller in Game 4. Now we went back to what we thought we'd see in the series, which is better defense, better goaltending going through. Jonathan Taves is a question mark for tonight. I think he'll play going into it. But the Blackhawks now smell blood. They've got a chance to go out and win this game, clinch the cup on the road, which they did the last time they were in the Stanley Cup Finals. They won in Game 6 on the road and clinched the cup. So I'm getting an underdog with the best team in hockey. I'll take my chances at, what, plus $1.20.
1: You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network live chat up and running. Thank you, Blake, for dialing in. Studio line is open, 702-221-7283. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back.
0: Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP-Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and a 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome
1: back to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio. Live and worldwide, Vegas Video Network, Scott Pritchard, featured on my site, Pritchard's Picks, Com. Joined, as always, by Brett Grant, the GM here at KSHP. To reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. Also, we would love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network. On the right-hand side, we have web-based voicemail. There's a red bar. Click there in the middle of the page. A green bar. Hit the start record button button live chat as i mentioned up and running if you do miss this live check us out via youtube vegas video network itunes roku you name it we're everywhere man we're uh, we're live and worldwide vegas video network we're on local radio las vegas sin city too much is not enough frustration that's what my life is all
2: about when you bet sports it's about frustration are you kidding me well, how about a happy frustration? After a long, long wait, 44-year-old Ken Duke, not Duke University. Ken Duke. Who's Ken Duke? He's a golfer. He's 44 years old. He's played in 187 PGA Tour events, and he's never won. He's got the lead. He's on the 18th tee with a one-shot lead. He hits a horrible drive. He, gets, he hits a pretty good second shot. He ends up making par. He's now got a one-shot lead. He's signing his scorecard. And in behind him, the group behind him, There's a guy who's one shot back who chips in from 51, 55 feet away on a ball that I think the flagstick yelled, ow, it smoked the flagstick and dropped in the hole. So now Ken Duke, who is about ready to pop the champagne, goes, crap, I'm tied. He's got to go back and do it again. So they play the 18th hole again in a playoff, and Duke hits another, the, the guy hits a monster drive. Duke makes his par. Now the other guy hits a bad bunker shot. He's got 10 feet for par. The kid makes it again. And Duke's like, son of a gun. I've never won. Let me win. And finally, on the second extra hole, he stuffed one in there about two, three feet away, made the putt, made the birdie, and gets his first PGA Tour victory. I've never been rooting for somebody as much in my life (laughs) as I was for Ken Duke. The guy should have won going in, and the guy made a miraculous shot. Then the kid made another miraculous putt to force a second hole. And uh, just happy for Ken Duke. He now gets to play in the Masters because he won a PGA Tour event.
1: Are you kidding me? Toronto Blue Jays going into the season projected to win the American League East. They were flat out an embarrassment the first six to eight weeks of the season. In last place in the American League East, projected to be first, they have been worst. Yet, they have won not five, not eight, but 11 games. Games in a row. We talked before on this show. Ride this streak, winning streak, losing streak, streaks. I'm telling you, the Toronto Blue Jays, their pitching staff, their starters, something like 2.08 ERA during this 11-game winning streak. The one thing about the Blue Jays that no one talks about, their bullpen. Since this 11-game winning streak, 0.63 Oof. earned run average. They've been hitting the cover off the ball. I made the mistake. I bucked the trend. I like streaks, but Saturday I played Baltimore. Okay. Ari Dickey at the mound, right? Was that small, it? small favorite. 2-2, bottom of eight. Bautista, 3-2, jacked it out of the park. 4-2 final. Winner, winner for the Toronto Blue
2: Jays. I was a loser. But the Toronto Blue Jays, 11 straight wins. Are you kidding me? Well, the amazing thing about the Blue Jays, when we talk about value, early in the year, I'm sure from a future standpoint, they were down around 10, 15, 20 to 1 because of all of the acquisitions they made of going out and getting – uh, high expensive players. Seven days ago, right at the very beginning of the streak, maybe eight days ago now, when they had won maybe two or three in a row, that you could have had the Blue Jays at 100 to one. Now for they the won, for the World Series to win the World yeah. Series. Now so 50 to one probably to win the American League pennant, right. right? So now they're down again to about 20 to one after eight consecutive wins. The amazing thing about the Blue Jays is they're only three games out of a wild card spot now, and the guy they went out and spent all the money for, R. A. Dickey the knuckleballer, he's been probably their worst pitcher, and he has not been very good. So if they get Dickey going in the right direction, that sounded kind of odd. If if that (laughs) that works well, then I think they're going to be very formidable in the American League East.
1: Time will tell. American League East is locked and loaded, top to bottom. I mean, man, those guys, those teams just continue to beat the snot out of each other unlike the american league central where the tigers can take the entire season off because they get to beat up on your indians the royals the white sox indians
2: are only three games out of the wild card i'm still alive here's the interesting. every
1: team is within three games of the wild card the royals are five and a half games
2: back but (laughs) with regards to the white sox they have played 43 road games and only about 20 something home games so the white sox we talk about maybe seeing something before it happens. They've got a significant number of home games coming up do the White Sox, and I think they'll get healthy in that regard. It's a great observation.
1: We've talked about on this show we do a lot with hopefully some entertainment, some education. At the end of the day, we try to put you on the right side as Brett and I together put money into your pocket. I do want to explain to you what we do with baseball because it's always ATS against the spread, football basketball. So basketball season is over and done with. We I'm 21 and 11. My last 32 plays documented on this show. But what we're going to do for baseball, because so many people want to hear who we like and so they can bet against us or occasionally bet with us, we're going to continue to share with you who we like. Obviously, we're just not going to keep track, and here's why. I could be a 40% handicapper in baseball and be rich if i'm taking plus two to one odds conversely i could be a 60 percent win handicapper win percentage and be broke if i'm laying two to one so we're going to continue to share our opinions we'll start with the cumulative or whatever that word is record ats that too uh (laughs) once the regular season for pro football starts so this is the part of the show where brett grant and i together put you on the right side
2: Well, I'm going to, there's only four baseball games today, and obviously we have the hockey game, but I'm going to stick with the Red Hot team. The Toronto Blue Jays are on the road. They're going down to, uh, to Tampa to play the Rays, and Esmil Rogers on the mound for uh, Toronto, and they're an underdog. Toronto's plus a dollar five when I saw it yesterday afternoon. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to take a team that's won 11 games and get them as an underdog, basically. So I'll take my chances. Jeremy Hellickson pitching for the Rays has not been excellent this year. I think there's good value to stick with the Red Hot Blue Jays.
1: I'm looking at an American League game as well. The Baltimore Orioles are at home uh, against the Cleveland Indians. The Orioles, a small favorite, buck 25, buck 30 favorite. I like the home team, Baltimore. I like this team. You know, it's kind of interesting because on Saturday when I bet the Baltimore Orioles against the Toronto Red Hot, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, once I got late in the game, I felt good. It was 2-2 because my bullpen. Man, the, the Orioles. Last year, I think it was something ridiculous. They were like... What were they, 77 wins? Josh Johnson was great last year. 77 wins after leading after the 7th or 8th inning a year ago. And, of course, you know, I step out, bet the O's. They give up a two-run dinger in the bottom of the 8th inning. 3-2 count, two out. Story of my life. Welcome to my world. Today, Baltimore at home, minus the quarter. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Ring up the ringer. See the cashier. I'm working on my touch.
2: You're killing me. Over there, Chris Davis has been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you talk about maybe an American League MVP candidate he's batting 336 27 homers 70 RBIs and we're still in June that's that's a season for most guys and he's already got 27 dingers so he's, he's been terrific for the he's Olympics. on a, on a
1: great great yeah. pace Let's talk as far as the division leaders at this point in time. Any major surprises? We know the Braves continue to do what they're doing. The Cardinals, what about the National League West?
2: Well, I think the West, the Arizona Diamondbacks, are a team that uh, very much under the radar, and I think it's because of a couple other teams haven't gotten their acts together yet, the Dodgers we talked about, but the Giants, a team with very good starting pitching, you would think, going into the season. Matt Kane has not been excellent. They've gotten Sergio Romo's blown a couple saves for them as well, and they're just kind of sputtering around a, around 500, yeah, right there with the uh, Colorado Rockies around 500, both three games back of the Diamondbacks. So give Arizona credit.
1: American League West, the Texas Rangers, here they come again.
2: Yeah, they've, they've swept the Cardinals, and they have now have a one-game lead over the Oakland A's, and uh, – I guess the Cardinals are saving their important wins over Texas for October. I'm not sure what they were doing. But, uh, yeah, the Rangers are very good. And they they even beat the Cardinals last night without Hugh Darvish, who was scratched from the lineup he'll pitch today or tomorrow. I guess tomorrow he'll pitch uh, for them. But they've been very good. And the Tigers, I'll give you credit. You've been talking about them. Uh, before they were struggling a little bit and they've been terrific as well in, in recent time
1: well the tigers of course they won the american league pennant a year ago went on to the world series before ultimately losing to the san francisco giants this team i think they're better than they were a year ago it kind of reminiscent of what i mentioned all year about the miami heat the fact that they won the nba title a year ago miami better than they were a year ago the detroit Tigers doesn't mean they're going to get back to the World Series, but I think they are better. Statistically speaking, they are better because Pfister is better yep. than than Verlander, and Scherzer is better than Verlander. And it, to be better than Verlander is really saying something, but they also picked up Tory Hunter. So defensively, they've been a pleasant surprise as well. You've been listening to the odds couple. We go Monday through Friday, 11A, 10A to 11A for Brett Grant. I'm Scott Pritchard. See you later.